day. Doing great. Uh, the holidays good for everybody? Family all good? Nice to be able to see family. I uh, headed out to the Fiesta Bowl to watch Oklahoma State uh, beat Notre Dame on yeah. New Year's Day. That couldn't be more fun than that. That was fun. I, you know, I had intended to start this segment with a long conversation about the filibuster and the Democrats' desire to blow it up so they can, at least in theory, pass two bills pertaining to voting and voting rights. But I guess this morning it may all be a moot point because of some legislative trickery that could force the Senate to debate those bills. This is how one of our congressional correspondents, uh, Andy Field, put it. Democrats will get voting rights onto the Senate floor like a Trojan horse. House Democrats will gut a bill meant for NASA and instead replace language that includes the two voting rights bills. They'll pass it and send it to the Senate where a rule says if the bill originates in the House, it can bypass the usual 60-vote majority for debate and avoid a filibuster. First of all, what? Second of all, I wonder how the folks at NASA <laughs> feel about that move. So explain yeah. this. Is this well, going to avoid I, the, the... I, I would only tell you your, your reporter there is partially true. There's actually 260 votes on every bill. Uh, If you start a bill, it takes 60 to start it, and then you debate it. It takes 60 to end debate, and then you vote on final passage. Uh Uh, So it is correct that this little procedure that they're doing means they can start debate on the bill. Uh, They'll avoid that first 60 vote, but they still have a 60 vote at the end of it uh, that uh, will do debate for however long it takes, and at the end of it, be able to make a decision from there. Uh, But they'll still have a fight on the filibuster at this because the bill they're bringing uh, 95% of this bill I disagree with. Uh, so they're saying, hey, we'll amend it, and then we'll just you know, tr- try to pass it after we amend it. Well, they're going to do an awful lot of amending because this quote-unquote voting rights bill for them includes things like pay for congressional candidates uh, using federal tax dollars uh, to be able to use federal tax dollars, not only pay for the campaign, but pay for the candidate themselves uh, to be able to uh, take away voter ID from every state Uh, to be able to require same-day registration, which even the state of New York voted down uh, last November in a ballot initiative. Uh, It takes away the rights of every state on their redistricting and gives it to Washington, D.C. to be able to control their redistricting. Uh, So, no, I'm adamantly opposed to this bill, and they keep selling it as a voting rights bill. But it's not a voting rights bill. This is a federal takeover of elections nationwide. Before we leave the filibuster, this week you said this. This is 250 years of history my Democratic colleagues are planning to flush down the toilet because they don't get their way. On a bill we rightfully have very strong philosophical disagreements on. And I know where you know where this is going. Back in 2017, you and 51 other Republicans yeah. did vote to eliminate the use of the filibuster on Supreme Court nominees. Now, Senator, to most Americans, I, I think they see this as simply a case of who's in power. You know, if your party's running the Senate and your opponents yeah. are blocking what you want to do, you're going to be for changing the rules. Yep, I, I would I would hope not on this one. I would tell you how well that's not so. There's two different tracks in the Senate. You deal with nominations in one track and deal with legislation on a different track on this. What Harry Reid did on the filibuster in 2013 is he blew up the filibuster for all nominations except for the Supreme Court and decided he wants to be able to carve that out. We came in and said, no, that's not going to be a carve out. If you're going to change the, the, the process for filibuster, you're going to change it for all of them to be able to clean up that entire side. But no one has touched the legislative side. In fact, I would tell you there were plenty of opportunities uh, when uh, Republicans had the House, the Senate and the White House that we had lots of pressure to say blow up the legislative filibuster. And I and multiple other Republicans said, no, we're not going to do that. 
that's the wrong thing to do. It's the same thing Democrats said as well, is you don't change the legislative filibuster. In fact, Chuck Schumer came to the floor when all the aspects of the, of the nominations process were all cleaned up and done and changed. He came to the floor with Mitch McConnell and said, let's work together to make sure we never change the legislative filibuster, because that's really the core of who we are. If you go back 20 years ago, there were never any filibusters on nominations. They just didn't happen. Uh, That's a that's a recent anomaly. But you can go back to Mr. Smith goes to Washington or as far as you want to go in the Senate and you're going to find out on legislation. That's been the core of what we do. Yeah, the core, because the Senate is supposed to be the deliberative uh, body, the body where compromise happens, where the minority has a a voice. Um, So maybe maybe the answer is (laughs) is by turning back the clock and moving to the middle and having a filibuster be a real filibuster where you got to stand in the well of the Senate and actually physically do the thing. Well, that has been discussed. I would only tell you. Uh, that that really doesn't change anything. If you want to go back 100 years of history, there were weeks and weeks of filibuster. There's this impression that one person can't last that long. But what happens is now uh, the way the rule is set up is 60 people have to prove that they can actually move to the bill. Uh, Otherwise, 41 people can stop a bill uh, from moving through. And the whole thing is designed exactly what you had said to do. The Senate is the only body in the world. It's a legislative body that make sure we protect the voice of the minority. This is part of the secret sauce of the American Republic is that the minority voice is always heard as well. Mm. Unless the American people vote overwhelmingly for one party, which has happened before, like in the first year of President Obama when there were 60 Democrats in the Senate and they rammed through anything that they wanted to be able to put through. Unless there's an overwhelming majority, the minority in America has a voice as well. And what Chuck Schumer is saying is, the minority is no longer going to have a voice in America. Uh, it has had a voice for 200-some-odd years, but it's no longer going to have a voice, and I'm going to stop it. It's going to be all about me, me, me. This is not about voting rights. This is about Chuck Schumer's power because he's already said before multiple other bills he wanted to take down the filibuster on. He's just decided on this is the one that's politically sounds the best. But make no mistake, his goal is to be able to take out the rights of the minority, uh, not just to be able to deal with voting rights. When we uh, last spoke in December, um, you were doing your best to to try to put down the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for Air Force and Army National Guard personnel. Uh, The Air Force uh, mandate went into effect, and I guess we're going to try to withhold pay from uh, Guard members that that did not um, get the vaccine. Just tell us where that stands right now. Yeah, this has been an ongoing fight that's continuing to be able to go through the process. This has gone into federal courts. Obviously, that's where we resolve our differences in America is try to work this through the court system. The courts have said, no, the Guard does have to actually do the mandate the same as active duty. Uh, That continues to be argued by some Guard members. Uh, I had also said that the part of the problem with this mandate is, is that Guard members that are in the Air Force Guard had one date. Uh, Army Guard folks had a date seven months later. They don't their deadline is not until the end of June. Uh, so that is unfair just on its face as well. And I argued to get rid of the mandate entirely or at least slow it down to make the Air Force and the Army uh, to be able to line up. As you know, I've also argued all the way to the Supreme Court with an amicus brief to the court on the issue of the private employers uh, that has actually been heard by the Supreme Court last Friday. We expect their decision. It could be as soon as today uh, to be able to come out. We'll see when that decision actually comes out. Uh, to be able to see where they are. I I don't believe the president of the United States has the constitutional authority 
to be able to reach into every company in America and decide who they hire and fire and what the standards for employment are. That That's not the right of the president to be able to do that. And I think the court's going to agree with that very, very soon and strike down the nationwide mandates. Our education secretary here in Oklahoma, Ryan Walters, um, getting a lot of heat this week for the tweet that he posted saying that school districts, teachers, administrators uh, in school districts were motivated out of fear by moving back to distance learning. Uh, He says that there's lots of CARES Act money out there that could still be used to eliminate a substitute teacher shortage or other problems. But is that money there? Why isn't it being spent? No, that that money is definitely there. It's there nationwide on it. There's been a real challenge to be able to get substitute teachers. This has been a a challenge for districts for a while. Uh, Individual districts that I've seen, most districts are fighting to be able to stay open. Some districts obviously uh, are not, but most districts across our state are fighting to be able to stay open. And the only time they're closing down uh, is when literally they have so many teachers that are sick. But that's been the same as during a really tough flu season uh, that we have the same experience at times where there are so many people out with the flu that they can't get a chance to be able to keep the school open on that. Uh, so I, I encourage schools to be able to stay open. That is the right thing to do. Uh, we have thankfully not seen something in Oklahoma, what they do in Chicago with all the teachers just walking out uh, and deciding that they're not going to do this. Uh, but we, we have got to be able to keep schools open. That is incredibly important. Schools need to be open. To the larger issue of all the trillions that have been allocated for COVID relief in one way or another, a lot of it hasn't been spent, correct? That is correct. A lot of states, including our own, are sitting on it trying to be able to decide how that's going to be spent, what they're going to do with it. And the vast majority of this money that was poured out in March of last year and the Democrats said we've got to have $2 trillion in spending right now, right now, right now. The vast majority of that money is not being spent on COVID expenses at all. Uh, There are things completely separate from COVID that are being spent on because the states and many areas are awash in money at this point, and they're trying to figure out what they want to be able to do. But inflation is so incredibly high right now, uh, which is part of the issue on this whole voting rights filibuster thing. I think Biden's trying to change the subject so that people don't know a 7 percent inflation that's out there now. So a lot of folks that are planning on doing major construction projects and such are finding it's so expensive to do it right now. They're just holding on the money and trying to wait it out. Or they can't get the stuff they need to do it, even if they were spending right. that money. Senator, it's That's good correct. as always well, to talk to you. Issues are blocking. Happy New Year, and thanks for being with us. You bet. Glad to be able to visit with you again. Oklahoma Senator James Lang.